Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host today, Edgar Soto. You already know, though. But uh, no Billy today. You know, uh, Billy had to take care of some things. But I do have a special guest. You know, uh, I'm bringing in Henry, uh, who is the host of Senpai Says, you know, fellow, uh, you know, avid wrestling fan. So welcome, Henry, again. Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. How's how's your weekend going so far? Too fast. <laughs> <laughs> and and since you're you're a teacher, you're going back to work. So yeah, I know those days. I know those days are numbered. Oh yeah, pretty much. I've come to the conclusion that uh, pretty much done. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, playtime's over. <laughs> I fall I fall asleep and I wake I wake up and it's Wednesday and it's time for me to uh go back to work. Ah. Uh, so oh, you return Wednesday. Uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel for you. Uh, I I wish you know I I, I could have had a break like that, but it, it's 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 time to you know get that uh return to school going. But yeah, uh, all right. Um, nevertheless, let's start. Uh, we have a lot of wrestling. Uh, a lot, a lot to catch up with. So let's start with uh WWE here. So um, for those who don't, you know uh didn't read or, 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 you know, didn't find out there were several WWE NXT UK stars released this week. Um, there was about, uh, I would say like 12 or 13. Um, a lot, a lot of people were confused as to which, why this was happening. Um, you know, you had some, some big names, uh, you know, like Morgan Webster, uh, Mark Andrews, um, uh, you know, Trent, uh, I think Trent Seven was also a part of that release. But anyway, um, so 13 uh, UK uh, wrestlers were released, but there is a reason behind that. Uh, it's been reported um, and confirmed that WWE NXT UK will, you know, will go on a hiatus in September in order to create an all new NXT Europe. Which is uh planned uh which is you know currently planned uh to be launched in twenty twenty three. Henry, your thoughts. Uh yeah, I mean I see what they're trying to do there instead of just branding it as UK. Yeah. They're sort of going more of the route that they could just brand it as one whole thing of it being Europe as opposed to just doing UK, which I think is a good idea. I think a lot of those wrestlers that they release, um, they will Higher back, I believe the list is actually longer because a couple names came out and confirmed it. I okay. think it's twenty three total. One was a ring announcer, and I think they still kept some that are basically uh, right. going to be crossing over. Obviously, um, Trent Seven was one of the ones that was released, and I'm pretty sure like one or two <laughs> like have uh, you know like that option to possibly come back. Yeah, I know a couple of them said, I think Trent Seven said that he might come back. Okay. Uh, Zia Brookside said she would come back. Uh, who else was it? Um, I think Nina Samuel said she might come back. Amali. Now, now usually when, when, when NXT releases, you know, or, or, or I'm sorry, WWE in general, when they release a whole talent pool, like the ones, you know, that, that happened uh, during this week, usually right. there's a lot of criticism. There's a lot of negative comments towards that. But we haven't seen much of that. Where's Where's the uh, Nick Khan comments? What are you doing comments? <laughs> <laughs> that well, was going on for for a long time. But I think that was, like I said, I think that was sort of him doing what he had to do. But at the same time, I think that was sort of Vince in his ear, not really having right an image for growing the brand. And I know that's Nick Khan's thing because Nick Khan is sort of a the Rock called him an innovator before because i know he's good friends with the rock yeah. so he's called him innovator of somebody who wants to see success in a bigger business model which i didn't understand why people were saying him and triple h didn't get along which their vision is to expand yeah. the company and, and you know what like usually when when, when releases happens like that like it's, it's usually like a negative time but right. i i think it's I, I think in this case it's for a much brighter 
idea because before you know when we had those those uh periods where where multiple talents were released it was more of a oh budget cuts budget cuts budget cuts and people were fed up because the company's making all these you know millions of dollars that was but, Johnny Ace yeah was... but this is you know with this uh round of releases it's in order to expand NXT beyond the UK. So maybe you'll get some wrestlers from Japan, from Ireland. From well, China. does that put pretty much put NXT Japan to rest now since they're doing Europe? Yeah, I, I think I think Europe just you know the name in in itself Europe. I think it just covers that. Well, I so, think they included also a couple other countries too in that too. So it's not only just uh, all of like you know, Asia and, and everything else over there. It's pretty much everything on yeah. the opposite coast. So, I mean, yeah. I think that's a good thing. That could mean a couple of things. I mean, we could get the return of Kari Sane. She could be sort of like a big person over there. She might yeah. not have to, she might not have to travel. Yeah. Um, I could see a person like uh, EO Sky sort of going in between. Okay. Because that might give her a, ch- a chance to, even though she's on the main roster now. She'll be close also to might give her. It'd be closer to home, so that'd give her a chance, and that'd give other wrestlers too. I know Balor's had a uh, his run in NXT, but you know, obviously him being closer to home. Talk about Gunther, uh, a couple of them they could be yeah. uh, closer to home because I know Gunther, ha- even though he has a new girlfriend and or he's married now or whatever, yeah, he still has kids from his previous marriage, so he can, yeah. you know, go I, out there. Right. I I think I think uh, you know when. The, we we talk about you know NXT and then we talk about NXT uh, Europe and then what we just uh, you know witnessed this past episode of NXT 2.0 where you know you saw Tyler Bate make an appearance and confront uh, Braun Breaker uh, you saw um, uh, who else uh, uh, Blair Davenport you know we saw yeah. uh, Gallus you know the trio of Wolfgang Joe Coffey uh, and Mark uh coffee so it's like there's a lot like based on that episode it kind of seems like we're getting all right tyler Bate versus braun breaker uh, davenport versus indy hartwell um you know you might get one uh you know one of gallus probably wolfgang against roderick strong the coffees versus um uh Briggs and the, yeah the creeds yeah yeah so or yeah. Yeah. or Briggs and Jensen so um you know yeah. it, it's really exciting time to be honest with you and it, it kind of seems like they're gonna stick out you know stick uh in NXT for the time being since you know they're going on a hiatus so uh well, NXT is rebranding too I don't yeah. know if people have seen oh, seen yeah. the subtle thing seen the subtleness of. Triple A trying to put his uh, imprints back. It looks like they're getting rid of the colorful NXT. Oh, uh, I saw, and I, and... I saw it was just pure white and and, and black. You know, it was just a, a new logo. <laughs> so I'm and, thinking and... we're going towards War Games again. But I hear me out on this. I think that when they did Survivor Series a couple of years ago with NXT, it was highly successful. I could see them doing a Survivor Series again with NXT with Triple H there. Hey, and I'm and... all for it. I would make it war games. You've never seen a war games on the main roster. Right. Now you're talking about fans always say they want innovative matches where something that hasn't been done on the main roster. The last time you've seen war games besides NXT was WCW. Yeah. It, it, it has triple H all over it. And then last week when, when uh, we did the episode with B, I, I talked a lot about the triple H effect. And I think we're <clears> going <throat> to talk about that uh, in this episode as well. But you know, you also have to see that it's not only Triple H. You know, Triple H is also bringing back, you know, the the talent and those people behind the scenes that were responsible of the NXT Black and Gold era. But his buddy Shawn Michaels just got promoted to yep, vice yep. president of talent uh, development creative. So, yep. you know, and that's the trust that Triple H has. He knows, all right, you know what? Sean, bye bye, John, bye bye, Johnny Ace. Exactly. Sean is gonna hold it down for me in NXT <laughs> while I'll, you know, I'll do my thing in the main roster. So I think it's very, very exciting times for now. WWE. Could you see could you see the click? I know everybody talks about the click. Could you see the click coming back sort of like in backstage roles and all of them having like sort of a role in a company? Because remember, I'm pretty, Trip, 
Triple H is good friends with all of them. So think about obviously we obviously we can't get Scott Hall, you know, rip RP to Scott Hall, obviously, but it would have been nice to have seen Scott Hall involved with some stuff. Maybe maybe out of those you probably get like either Sean Waltman as an agent. You might Uh, get Kevin Nash for sure. You you could probably bring back Road Dog who's scattering around looking for a job. Um Right, Billy Gunn is still back. under contract with AEW, and he's doing good for himself. So, but he's um, under a talent contract; he's not under a yeah agent contract. So, but that would be a conflict of interest. But now the way, again, how WWE is now open for business with everything, and obviously they showed their willingness because of not Vince McMahon. I'm sure that was Nick Khan when Mickey James appeared at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they showed their willingness to uh, play ball. Yeah. So I mean. There's a lot of possibilities. Yep. I mean, right now, under this resume, uh, absolutely. Uh, So, you know, we move on to... uh, Well, we'll we'll move on to a certain somebody that we've been talking, I think, a lot of in the past couple of of, uh, episodes, whether he comes back or whether he's not. Um, But now, you know, reports are saying that uh, he's open to the idea of returning to WWE, and that is Johnny Gargano. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that. I don't know how soon he is because I think he's still, besides doing his streaming thing and everything else with podcasts, he also he's also being a dad, so he's also enjoying right. that. And I think he's him and Candace are both going to come back because I think at this stage in his life, I think he's more of. We're sort of like, um, I'm going to say he's more like a killer cross. We're a pair. We don't go. I'm not going anywhere without her. You're not. She's not going anywhere without me. So I think they're more at that. Can they come back now because Triple H is there? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think uh, they could be right now, as you see, they have uh, Ciampa in the uh, U.S. title picture. So if they bring Gargano back, maybe you could insert him into the intercontinental title picture. I know Gunther's there, but obviously I know they have big plans for uh, him in the future. So I don't see him being champ for very long. Okay. I don't see him. I'm going to say this. I don't see him taking a pin, but I see him losing the title like in a triple threat match or okay. fatal four way. Because then that so way, make him look strong and okay. You can make him look strong and sort of protect <clears throat> him without hurting that push. Because I think okay. that's been WWE's problems over the years. They kill momentum with the wrestlers because what they do is they sort of want to have them take the pin clean and thinking that helps. But maybe that was back in the day. But I think now that more hurts the wrestlers run that are supposed to helping it. Right. Um, you know, I there's there's a lot of I, I, I agree with and I'm excited for because you know I think the biggest winner uh in this situation was Johnny Gargano because he waited. Yep. You know, uh, he could he could have easily signed with with Impact with AEW, but I I think when it comes to Gargano, it was down to two. It was AEW and WWE. I think he would have considered Impact, but <clears throat> with AEW, the you know the past couple of months they've been on a signing frenzy. Impact's right? on a, Impact's a sleeper right now too. They're doing right, so right. Well. That, that's why I said like Impact. You know, you you can't really count them out because he kind of fits what they're trying to do. Um. With, with AEW, they've been signing a lot of talent as of late, but not like. All right, and and I don't want to be criticized for criticizing AEW, but it's all been hype because other than, I, other than I guess like Swerve and 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 Keith Lee, like their most of their signings are is like, kind of seem a little lost in the shuffle. And with Johnny Gargano, another piece, it's like, where does he fit in? I know he would produce great matches with Daniel Bryan, with, with you know, um, Kenny Omega, et cetera, et cetera. But Gargano played it smart because it's like, all right, let me wait. You know, obviously, you know, I have a kid in the way and Candace needs me. So he waits on it. And then I thought I was like, for sure, he's AEW bound because... It's like, all right, returning to WWE wouldn't make sense because Vince doesn't see me as that dude. But now that Triple H is back in charge, it's like, yo, the possibilities are endless. And right. and here's the thing, Gargano doesn't have to be like 
the main guy. I put this scenario in my head where you have this weird partnership between Champa and the Miz. I I I think at some point down the line, have the Miz and somebody else kind of take out Champa. Or you know setting, that's gonna you know that's gonna happen with the Miz. Yeah, setting, setting up the return of of Gargano. And if you haven't noticed, uh, in his uh, match against um, in Champa's match against uh Bobby Lashley for the IC title, there was a lot of Gargano references. There was the D, uh, DIY reference. There was the Gar- yep. Gargano escape reference. So it's like, all right, it kind of seems like he's trending back towards WWE. Um, but, you know, I- I'm excited because Gargano for me is one of my favorite wrestlers. And I'm not just saying it. it he really is. Um, so I- I'm excited to see how they potentially bring him back or listen, if he goes to AEW, I would still be excited on how he would be uh, utilized. Yeah. I think AEW's problem right now is like you said, that some of the talent's not being utilized correctly. Oh, I think we will get to AEW's <laughs> problem real soon. Real, I'll just <laughs> real soon. I'll right? just throw it into it. I know people will probably get upset with it, but it's sort of a pattern, but I don't see it. The same thing happening to them as, it did with WCW is they're doing the WCW effect. They're trying to get everybody and anybody. Yeah. But I don't see that happening to them where they lose the company or anything like that. I like, you know, how the company folds and whatnot and the wrestlers go, you know, to wherever I see it as they have so much talent and so much going on. They don't know what to do. And not only that, I think the main problem with AEW is Tony Khan is the one that's booking everything. He doesn't have experience as oh, a wrestling storyline booker. So we will we will get in touch with that in just a few. <laughs> um so oh and then just to, to cap everything off, it's like all right, uh we know uh real quick before we move on to the next WWE segment, uh we know you know Gargano's history with Triple H, how Triple H has managed Gargano, and especially with the NXT uh, black and gold era, but I think it makes it even more that possible now that Triple H has uh unban that Twitch uh you know streaming on Twitch yeah so a lot of, see that that raises morale so and and, and Gargano well, that has was been... that was a stupid that was a stupid ban by yeah, Vince in the first place because he, <laughs> oh, I mean, he did he did Twitch YouTube cameo I mean Xavier Woods sort of just held out and just said no up up down down they sort of killed up up down down yeah. because of that so hopefully Triple H sort of loosens the reins with that and says you can go back to doing whatever you want with it. Yeah, um, we move. Uh, well, I guess we're we're continuing this uh, WWE NXT 2.0, where um they drew the highest viewership since last year October. They drew um roughly seven hundred and twenty three thousand uh viewers, right? And, well, they're more they're more edgy. That's the thing. Fans right? want to see. You don't got to be controversial and have tons of blood and stuff like that. I mean, fans want to see it once in a while, but. They are having sort of storylines that are, you know, going different. Fans have been, it's funny that I've been reading the forums that fans want Braun Breaker to go heel now since uh, his girlfriend has been confirmed to be Cora Jade. So I find that to be pretty hilarious now that all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, down the line, I think we'll we'll see it. (laughs) Oh, Uh, his dad was, his dad was a big time, big time heel with uh, the Steiner bros when they were heels too. So I can see it. Yeah. And, 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 um, you know, going back on on this viewership, it's like it's eye popping because it's like, all right, this is this is your third brand. Um, you were able to generate more than seven hundred thousand viewers. It's like, all right, you know what? Um, that's 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 a step in the right direction, right? So, well, so there's also a step for streaming rights because, as you know, the rumor rose have been flying for, I wouldn't say about the last couple of weeks that Fox, NBC. And, you know, their contracts are coming up soon and WWE wants more money. Yes. And, huh, and the one heard, company, the one Netflix, company, right? Netflix is willing to step in and not take not only one, not take two, but take three and maybe even potential if WWE wants to do Europe, have NXT Europe, NXT, and then have Raw and SmackDown all be on the live thing. Because Netflix, obviously, we know is struggling. So they're yeah. trying to sort of cope with that and go into the live tv game so i mean if they get if they get wwe if they get wwe that's going to be a game changer for them because you're talking about having a live consistent program 
every week. Yeah. And um, you're talking about buys for Netflix and you're talking about views for WWE. So yeah. it's a win-win for both. And I, I sort of think that's the direction that's going to happen. I think a lot of things that we like now, not just saying wrestling in general, I think sports and just TV shows in general, a lot of things are going to start shifting more towards like services that are like, like they're sort of for that. So like Disney has this content, you know, Netflix wants to have wrestling because Netflix actually, believe it or not, I believe have this deal with a former WWE territory, OVW. Yeah. So that's a little wrinkle there too. So, and they're going to start doing live content next year with them. Yeah. So yeah. could you imagine WWE being back in the good graces of OVW? Hey, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um. So on NXT 2.0, continuing that, that wave, uh, actually NXT Heat Wave, the Heat Wave show, which was very enjoyable to watch. Um, One thing, you know, that, stood out was that a certain uh individual will be leaving NXT and that would be Santos Escobar after he lost against Tony D'Angelo which means it, he's likely headed to the main roster and to be honest with you I am all for it for the simple reasons of Escobar is the total package they need another Spanish star exactly and I was going to go that route if you need another Spanish star it's Escobar um, now is he going up by himself? That's the question. Or is he going up with? I I think I think it's going to be by himself. I honestly do think it's going to be by himself. And then maybe uh, you know, La Familia would would you know would catch up later. But I think he is going uh by himself. Um, he has everything. He has the factor. He has the the skills. The the mic. The, the whole character. Oh, the persona. Triple H is high on him, so I yeah. can see that. I could see him getting a super push. Getting to push that Andrade did not get uh, when he first came to the Well, here's roster, the so. thing. Andrade was limited to some way because of his... Uh, the language barrier. The language barrier, exactly. But He's gotten, uh, better. He's gotten better with his English. He didn't need... No, he has. Stuff. He has. But but Escobar is just like... His yeah. stock is just... Goes up, <clears> up, 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 and there hasn't been any bumps. With Andrade, it's been up and down, up and down, up and down because of the way he was, you know, um, I guess... Built and, and stuff like that, but uh, it's rumored that he would probably be, uh, you know, in this upcoming w- rumored WWE draft that's gonna be taking place soon. And the destination that a lot of people are saying are SmackDown. I was thinking that because I, I would I wouldn't put him on Raw with Rey Mysterio unless, of course, Rey Mysterio moves over to SmackDown, and then you put him at Raw. Right, right. but they're not gonna have two. Spanish stars in the same thing. I think they're beyond that point now. I think mm-hmm. they learned their lessons from when they tried to have Rey Mysterio and Alberto Del Rio, who actually was a good wrestler. Yeah. And just couldn't get over, unfortunately. His promo work was we all know that was horrible. Nah, but even if you saw Escobar and his entrance uh, leading up to the match against Tony D'Angelo, I was like, yo, this is this guy's a star. Like he has star. I mean, the only thing that it's unfortunate is that he never became NXT champion. But um, what a great like what a great signing for WWE. I honestly at that think point. I think that's a good thing that he didn't become champion because just thinking of a similar wrestler that went down the similar path. Correct me if I'm wrong. Current champion Bianca Belair. Yeah, she never Absolutely. held the NXT Women's Championship, and she's already a two-time. Raw Women's Champion. So if you think about it like that, and her stock is skyrocketed Who since knows? she came to the roster. So think about that. That's how I think of it. So maybe that's Who a good knows? thing. You put him in a matchup against Gunther? In a program with Gunther? Because I, I think Gunther's uh, retaining against Sheamus. Uh, at a... that's good. I'm looking forward to that match. is going to be... Oh, that's going to be an absolute brawl, <laughs> which... Like, yo, Dude, you, you, the, those you, you... Two child... of the hardest hitters in the wrestling. Oh, right. my God. Right. Oh my um, god. So last I think it was a last episode that I mentioned that you know a lot of these wrestlers you know how they had a first name last name it got cut short and then you know right. to one name. So I it's possible that WWE might be teasing to bring back a certain name. So when uh 
when Pete Dunn was called up to the main roster, obviously we had a heart attack because they renamed him as Butch. But interestingly enough, um, you know, he changed his his Twitter handle to Pete Butch Dunn. So I'm wondering if he is going to return to that Pete Dunn name. It could be because I heard that I heard that they're loosening the reins a little bit. Yeah, because last week Angel Garza, who was just known as Angel, got his last name back. So now he's going forward as Angel Garza. So so did Humberto too. He's Humberto I mean, it's not confirmed, but I mean, it kind of seems like Pete Dunn is actually teasing it. So if, if a couple happens, people yeah. do drop his rumor to be dropping the do drop name and go back to Piper oh, Niven, even better, <laughs> even better. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, I think they should have did that a while ago. They had that name because of Eva Marie. Obviously, they were going to have Eva Marie be this monster manager that could draw mega heat, yeah. which she did. But then again, of course, Vince was like, "Yeah, let's put her to wrestle." And oh, of course, we all know how that went. <laughs> yeah, so, and then you know, and then everybody blamed the obviously some of the contract cuts because of her, <laughs> and then she got cut anyway. So I mean, you know, I mean, look, I'll say this. She was she was good as a manager because she draw mega heat, which you need a manager to do. But did she have any business in the ring? Absolutely not. Oh no, she never did. Never same, did same, same thing. Same thing. I'll go with uh Mr. AEW himself, uh Miro, aka Rusev in WWE. When same thing with Lana. Lana had no business being in the ring, but to draw heat as a manager. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I think I think that's the thing that WWE needs to stick to. If some of these people can't wrestle. It's okay that they don't ever become wrestlers. Let them be managers. We don't see a lot of managers, and I think that's the problem nowadays. You don't have that monster manager besides, yeah, you know who Paul Heyman, the goat of managers now. Obviously, everybody's going to say Bobby Heenan and all those other guys. Yeah, those guys are were great, but right now we got Paul Heyman, who's one of the most consistent managers and probably best manager talkers. Yeah, in the business, and if you look at how Roman Reigns' promo work is, enough said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we go on to Friday Night SmackDown, in which you know, uh, the whole uh tag team tournament uh is going on is taking place in order to crown uh new champions, uh women's uh you know the women's uh, tag team champions, and one of the names know what's happening with that. Huh? We already know what's going to happen with that yeah, in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. But uh, one of the names that was, you know, eye popping because they were just put in into the tournament was um, Nikita Lyons and and Zoe Stark. So fans were wondering, you know, like what happened? Why didn't you know? Why couldn't they compete? Or why they were taken out of the tournament? It was because. Um, with Zoe Stark in her match uh, at NXT Heatwave, she suffered a concussion, and then with Nikita Lyons, she wasn't vaccinated. So they needed a last-minute replacement, and that's where they put in um, Toxic Attraction, which I'm not sure if this is their call-up, but they did pick up a first-round victory, so they. I would say on. it's more. I would say. I would say I think they, what they were their plan was originally, like you said, obviously Zoe Stark was hurt, and Nikita Lyons. I think that was sort of like a test run to see how they would do. Both of them would do in the main roster since I think Zoe Stark's pretty much done everything she can on NXT, and I think Nikita Lyons just being new and fans being behind her. I think that they just want to see how that would translate to the main roster. Unfortunately, as you said, Zoe Stark had the concussion. WWE doesn't play when it comes to that. And Nikita Lyons isn't vaccinated, which is her choice, and it's fine, you know. Yeah, but absolutely. obviously, obviously, in the future, maybe should more than likely, if she gets the call up or something happens, obviously she'll, she'll change her mind. <laughs> she'll be ready to do what she needs to do. So, you know, at the end, I respect it, but uh, maybe it is the call for toxic attraction. But the question is, is it going to be toxic attraction all three of them, or is it just going to be those two? Because then again, you don't want it to be where it's just those two. You want it to be where right. All you want to see all three. No, I think no. See, let's <laughs> say if it is for toxic attraction, you know, if it is, um, uh, for for Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, if it is for them, uh, I I think uh Mandy Rose will eventually uh come up, um, and and to be honest with you, 
you got to give credit to what what ha- what has happened to Mandy Rose because Mandy Rose, you know, before she was sent down to NXT, everybody thought, oh, she's just this pretty face and blah blah blah. She's not, but she has improved a lot, character wise, in ring wise, and you know, with Toxic Attraction with Gigi and, and JC, they're an actual tag team, and that's what you need for this division. You need an actual tag team, not not two people that you're just gonna throw in there like Zoe Starks and Nikita Lyons. And no well, disrespect to them, but you that's need most more. of them. Yeah. I mean, and you're right, but I'm saying like if you really look at the tag teams right now in that tournament, like um Dakota Kai and EO, it makes sense because why? Because now they're a new faction. Um uh you just uh, mentioned uh, we just mentioned toxic attraction. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Raquel and Aaliyah is a, that's is it, that's random as hell, and know, also and also then, Alexa and uh, Oscar is also that's uh, again random as hell, and then Natalia and and uh, was it Natalia and Sonia uh, Deville. Sonia Deville, random as hell. So that's why you need more tag teams, you know, more credible tag teams. So, um, I think Toxic Attraction was the perfect replacement because they're I an think... actual tag team. They should honestly. I know. I know people might fucking chastise me for this, but I think Toxic Attraction, being a real actual tag team, should get the nod to go to the finals. Absolutely. And oh, I yeah, think. Absolutely. And I think obviously we know who's going to go to the finals on the other side of the bracket. It's going to be EO and, and Dakota. Dakota. Now the question is, if you get a finals of EO and Dakota versus Toxic Attraction, now who would you give the nod to? That's my question. It, it it it's see so that 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 that's a little um that's hard. That's become tricky because you, you have two teams, two heel teams, right? And then it could be, you know, it could be ba- you know Bailey could cost uh toxic attraction, or maybe that's where they pull the trigger and they bring up Mandy to even up the odds. I think so. I think that could be that, but I would say. But I, th- I, I would have to give it to Dakota Kai and Eo if if you have been pushing them since SummerSlam. Correct. You could do that, or you can go the route of Toxic Attraction having the redemption for losing the match at the end and winning it. However, saying that now they're the WWE yeah. women's women's champions, and then that's where you boom, you have the face team of a rumored returning Sasha Banks. And Naomi coming back and saying they're not the true tag champions, that they're exactly. the tag champions. Well, yeah, kind of like a similar to the Summer of Punk. Because the the, on, the only thing I don't see making like making sense with EO Sky and Dakota winning the tag team championships is that right now they're sort of all in the feud with Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa. So if you I- get Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back. Where does that make sense long term, story wise, for them to interrupt them, and say that they're the I, champions? Right, and, and and I see your point. I just granted see, granted the history with Bailey and Sasha. Right, I just see it as a little different. I feel like, you know, like you just said, granted with, with the history between Bailey Bailey's new group, which, I, you know, I was going to talk about them next, but it seems like they're go, they're going to go by uh the name because. You know they've been they've been throwing these references on Twitter, control, and then they just filed a new trademark, mate, and it's called Damage Control. Damage Control. So I was just I'm, say that, yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that's going to be their group name. Um, so it, it makes a lot of sense if you have Bailey's Damage Control team against you know Sasha and and um oh my god, Sasha Naomi, and Naomi, Naomi. Yeah. yeah. So it, it makes a lot of sense, but. Here's so you you have damage control in this upcoming episode of Raw facing a random team of Alexa Bliss and um Asuka. And then but if you've noticed the last couple of weeks, we've seen Alexa Bliss says, Oh, you know, like that she's she's going after Bianca mm-hmm. and that she's going after the title. So yeah. something's gonna happen there that's gonna be like, all right, there's you know, there's it's gonna be an implosion. <laughs> well, you're gonna get Alexa's been saying that she wants to change her character, that her character is boring. 
And from what I'm hearing, she's got the okay for a new character. Well, you know, I don't think it's a new. Wanna, I don't think it's a new character. She's not bringing bring back Barry Wyatt, and she wants to go to that doll character again. I mean, by all means, I don't think she's gonna go. They're not. I don't know. Well, fans have been saying they think they hand last week with Bray Wyatt. Or whatever, no, no, but, I think uh, I think it was Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I think so. Too. I mean, to be honest with you, when I first saw the image, I was like, "Yo, that looks like the glove that that um that Bray Wyatt uses." That <laughs> right, he uses. right. But with this, with all the mysteries that that has been happening, it, it all connects to Dexter Loomis. So right now, I'm going to assume that that's Dexter Loomis. But who knows? Uh, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing is said in stone. You who, you know, remember the rift was between Bray Wyatt and and Vince. So yeah, it's Triple H back in charge. So you might see Bray Wyatt, and and, and he's throwing a lot of cryptic tweets and and hints about returning to wrestling. So you you never know at this point. I don't think Alexa should go down the route of going back to the character because they sort of killed that off story-wise sense and everything yeah. like that's sort of like a jumble thing. Oh, have her jump back into the dark side. That's sort of like, I, I think that just sort of will just like piss fans off yeah. with the character. Now I will say, I don't think she should go back to her old character because if she's a person that likes to evolve, it seems like, and change her character, Fans are like, oh, how come she doesn't go back to the goddess or whatever like that? She's trying to sort of evolve from that character, too, and not go completely back. Now, she can do a cross between both of those characters and still have dark elements, but not completely go in between, like, like not go one side like she is right now. It seems like right. she's more of a face right now, and I think she's more comfortable as being a heel. Yeah, absolutely. And I think she's more comfortable as a heel or like a twin, or you know, a tweener, sort of how uh, Becky Lynch when she had the uh, when she had the man monkey, which uh, everybody thinks that that's coming back. When she comes back, she's gonna go back to that too. That's what everybody's saying. She's not gonna be big time. Yeah. Which yeah. I think, which I think would be the right move for her, obviously, because big time Bex was sort of the heel persona. If you're gonna be a face, you have to go back to a face persona, sort of like Roman Reigns. Everybody's like, oh, he has that theme song for um, him being a heel. But the tricky part about that is technically that song that he has can both be face and heel, which oh, is yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it, it's crazy you mentioned Roman Reigns because this kind of ties into this uh, Roman Reigns segment. So, you know, uh, if you watch Friday Night SmackDown, uh, I, I felt like it was all about Sami Zayn. Um, the way the crowd cheered for Sami Zayn, obviously in his hometown uh, of Montreal. Um, it, it El, was just the El Generico reference, which is amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, to be honest, after that amazing Fatal Fireway match, and he went back into the, you know, um, backstage. I thought he was just probably gonna like change into the El Generico. I even tweeted that I was like, that would be so amazing. But I feel like we're gonna see some big plans for Sami Zayn. And after SmackDown uh, went off the air, Sami Zayn was confronted by Kevin Owens and Riddle. And, you know, we saw a moment where, you know, uh, Kev Kevin Owens, uh, you know, reunited with Sami Zayn. And it makes me think if we're going to see a partnership between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which is weird because Kevin Owens has, it kind of seemed like Kevin Owens went back to that NXT Kevin Owens, the, the prize fighter. And Sami Zayn right now is just playing puppet to Roman Reigns. But... Right. We've seen Roman kind of throw shots towards Kevin o uh, towards Kevin Owens, right? And we've seen Kevin Owens kind of—I mean, we've seen Roman Reigns kind of in the process, along with the Usos, take advantage of Sami Zayn. So yeah. I wonder if Sami Zayn will Sami Zayn be the one to put a dent in the bloodline. And I say a dent because I don't think Sami Zayn will do anything to cost Roman the, the, the world titles, but I feel like Sami Zayn will be the one that will factor in the Usos tag team reign. I feel like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenging the Usos for the championship for the tag championships will be, would be amazing to be honest with you. That's oh, yeah, a definitely. match that I think a lot of us would see. Oh, definitely. And enjoy, to be honest. I definitely agree. I think that would be a match that a lot of us would enjoy. Yeah. And a lot of us want to see. Yeah. Um. So now we move to the land of all elite wrestling. Um. 
and, and this is where the, the the juicy stuff really really happens. Sure. Um, pause. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I, got, I had to save myself there. You got so, you got to get the key, the big pause. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to start off, uh, dynamite, you know, it, it was really weird, and and I'll tell you what I was 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 thinking. So CM Punk comes out, goes off script, uh, off script, and he's kind of like, you know, we know that he's in this build up, uh, you know, against the young, uh, you know, the interim uh, AEW World Champion John Moxley, right? And then, uh, but he comes out, and then he he's calling out Hangman. Um. Yeah, that was a little. So this is what he said in his promo. He said, um, I haven't been here uh, some time and I have some business to attend to. Some things are uh, very important. Some things are, are not so important. I want to get the not the not so important things out of the way. Uh, where are we tonight? Um, there's somebody that's from around these parts that I would like to challenge to rematch. And I would like to do it right here, right now for you beautiful people. Hangman Adam Page, you want that rematch? You got it right here, right now. Let's go. And then he he went on to say, you know, after you know uh, he didn't come out, um, that's not cowboy shit. That's ca- uh, that's coward shit. Um, and oh. then he says a, a little bit of a, a advice, and I'd suggest you take it. The apology must be as loud and as public as the disrespect. I to be honest with you, that made me so cringe because once I knew something was off uh, about this, I was like. Why are you calling out somebody like he absolutely took advantage of the moment? It's like you know, like Punk knew Hangman had his hands tied because one, yeah. Hangman Hangman did not know that was gonna happen, and two, Hangman wasn't gonna come out because he's not he wasn't scheduled to come out at that particular you know time. So exactly for Punk to do that, I thought, in my opinion, and you know. You can criticize me for using these words, but that was a bitch move. I mean, uh, no, I, I agree. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people put things about this, and I was glad that we actually mentioned it. Is I've been seeing a lot of people referencing the old uh, Triple H and CM Punk promo that uh, Triple H sort of told them that uh, oh, that about his ego and about his ego, yeah, and everything like that. I've been seeing a lot of people reference that. So for me. I've been seeing that and hearing that, and I'm starting to think that's true, that maybe the problem for wrestling in general is maybe not the company and the them doing that. Maybe it's CM Punk. Maybe his ego is so... I mean, listen, I'll be honest with you. CM Punk's ego is is probably at an all-time high, and <laughs> right. I'm not knocking CM Punk. Listen, when he was pre-AEW, he was one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yep. Post his debut in AEW, he's been one of the okay. He's been okay, you know. But well, my thing is, couple... he needs to he needs he's to been... stop taking the shots at WWE. Like we get no, it. I mean, we I, get I... that we get that you hate them, and that you want nothing to do with them, and that you know you had your problems with Vince because Vince fired you, and that's fine. Maybe maybe that should have been done differently. And I agree, I was wrong to fire the man on his wedding day, and. I Everything mean, else. I, I for you know, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, they're probably just AEW's <laughs> working the the internet and whatnot." But I just thought oh. it was it was so weird because it's like he went off in, script. Exactly, you're in a program with Moxley. Why the hell are you calling out Hangman? Unless like Hangman, you know, you're you know, you're going to turn this into a trouble threat match. Then okay, I, I it makes a lot of sense. But you know. Well, Hangman, Hangman has, has a, Hangman has a lot of backers in, in uh, AEW, so a lot exactly. of a lot of the wrestlers are not too happy and with then, CM Punk. So, and, and then you know, uh, which leads me to this, where you know, Fightful Select, uh, you know, according to a recent report from them, um, you know, when Punk was feuding with Hangman, right? Yeah, I remember that. He refused to lose to Peng, uh, to 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 Adam Page, Adam Hangman Page. Yeah. So, I thought, yeah, that's really unfair to Page because Page couldn't defend himself. He didn't want to. She said he didn't want to do the job. That's basically what exactly. It was. 
And then um obviously uh Punk was but you know butthurt because of one of Paige's previous promos. So uh I, I think this is just real it's stupidity on CM Punk's. And that just makes you uh know that he has um Tony Khan around his pinky. A lot well, he of does. a lot of people have said that, and you know what? I agree. I, I completely agree. He does, and like he basically in short terms went out. I'm gonna just I'm again I'm gonna toss to Triple He went out there and tried to do his own bit. He went out there for himself. He didn't go out there for the fans. He didn't go out there for the other wrestlers. He didn't he went out there for himself. So like you said, he's in a feud with John Moxley and him doing what he did was absolutely ridiculous, knowing that Adam Page is not gonna come out and address it was a cop-out move because obviously he tried to make himself look tough on national television and try to make Adam Page look like a bitch when in layman terms, he really made himself look like a bitch and made himself look stupid because wrestling, two wrestling fans and wrestling fans in general are going to know that, yes, wrestlers go off script. They do stuff. The Rock was, the Rock, an example of it, was the Rock, but however, the Rock is different because the Rock just trolled you and was, and was absolutely hilarious, and the stuff he did. And granted, yeah, he had heat with wrestlers, but my thing was he did it knowing that he wasn't part of it. The Rock would do it when wrestlers were he part took of the opportunity of the moment. And and and, and you know, uh, Wrestling Inc. reported shortly after you know Dynamite that CM Punk has reportedly been so unhappy backstage that some thought that he would quit. And to be honest with you, if he quits, he quits. Listen, he had a great return, the loudest pop in in wrestling history, probably the loudest pop in wrestling history. But if you're gonna act that way, like really, dude, and and he must be butthurt because all these shots that he's taking, like, um, you know, shots towards John Moxie, Von Pipe Bomb, it makes sense. But then he took the shots at, at Hangman Page. Took shots at Eddie Kingston. Listen, on the, mic, on the mic, CM Punk is <clears throat> nearly untouchable. But when there's reports, right? And, and 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 I know like you shouldn't be influenced by reports because some could be true. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He is he's nearly untouchable. But there's people that are up there with him, like Chris Jericho. Oh no, no. Uh, I, I think I think the one that he can't touch and he let it slide. I'm gonna be honest. Probably one of the best mic talkers out there. When it comes to engaging the crowd and just talking their shit was The Rock. I don't think honestly, I think The Rock is at that tier that I don't see many people at because just the way he cultivated the crowd between being a heel and being a face. Yeah. And I know people say, yeah, Hulk Hogan was good on the mic. Hulk Hogan was no Dwayne Johnson, bro. Yeah. The Rock. I mean, no, I don't think The Rock was fucking iconic on the on the mic. Yeah. I, I just I, I just feel like, you know, with <laughs> punk regarding punk, there's a lot of so it again reported and I'm 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 naming the source. So, um, according to Wrestling Observer, you know, uh, going going back to them, yeah. there's been a lot like of backstage backstage drama. And all right, so you have the drama between Punk and Hangman, right? But there right. there's also been to say that there's also uh drama because of the history of CM Punk and Cole Cabana. Well, yeah, and that's that's been widely known because and of the Cole court Cabana case. was almost cut, but then instead, just to, in order to save him and his, you know, <clears throat> right. in order to save him, he was moved to Ring of Honor. But that just shows the power that CM Punk is already displaying at AEW. Yeah, but he so, shouldn't have that power because I, he's not I, one of the he's not one of the originals, and I, I think that's that's where Tony Khan sucks as a like a sort of when it came to. This is the one thing that Vince McMahon did that was good. He didn't let the person become bigger than him right. or bigger than the company. I think that's what right. Vince was good at. I, I when mean, he, younger Vince, not Vince now. Okay, because I was because no, I was about to say if there's if there's one person that you could probably say stepped over Vince, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar got got a lot of a lot of shit, but but in this case, it's it like. Did. Punk is walking all over Tony Khan, and Tony Khan is just like doing whatever to please 
his his top star. I don't think Punk is their top star. I think no. Punk is one of their higher draws. But there's a you difference know, between higher draw and, and biggest star. Punk is not star is that you have you all right when it, when when I say star, it's like you have the mic, you have the in ring talent. With uh, I know who the, I sales. know who their I know who their biggest star is, and I know we're gonna get into him later. Oh, but absolutely. Their biggest star is they have two big stars, two absolute big stars in which um one of know, them we will get into later, I know, but right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. We know we all know, and I think he and here's the thing. I think MJF is in that S plus tier when it comes to absolutely being on the mic. Mm-hmm. And another person I know people probably gonna be like, oh, this and that, blah blah blah. The rock is in the S plus tier when it came to Rock. He's Chris Jericho is in the S plus tier when it comes to being on the mic. So is MJF. And I know people will probably give me shit for this and say it, but I think the Miz is an S plus tier for the mic because the Miz has been consistent for a long time when it comes to stuff. The Miz, if you watch his, I don't know if you watch his show or not. I watch the show with my wife a lot, but uh, Mr. and Mrs. The Miz the way he acts like that on the mic is natural to how he is in real life. If you look at right. MJF, how he does his signings, he's an asshole in real life in the signing. Yeah, he, but he's he, also he's also an asshole in wrestling. So yeah, that's no, he, why th- he embraced that. <laughs> but that's why I think the Miz and him are sort of. I wouldn't say the same now if I had them on the S plus tier. I have MJF ahead of the Miz. Miz will probably be like fourth or fifth. And but if you have if you add more wrestlers in there, let's say I'm just giving you a couple names now. Obviously, there's more names. Miz would probably be like towards the back of S plus tier, but MJF is definitely, definitely miles ahead of him, and well, he's definitely had to see him punk. So, well, I mean, while while we're at the topic, so let's let's uh, talk about MJF. So, um, again, from same people, it, uh, from Wrestling Observer newsletter, it, it broke out that MJF is said to be returning to AEW soon. And it makes a lot of sense because if you saw what they did on Dynamite, all speculations is that MGF is probably going to get that championship match at September 4th all out. And here's why. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be CM Punk. It was supposed to be CM Punk versus Moxley um at at all out. And for some reason, they moved it to next week to this upcoming Wednesday Dynamite. Correct. So I thought that again, I thought that was just really, really weird. And Unless there's a swerve coming. Exactly. So and I think MJF is that swerve. Um, you know, so I think AEW sees what WWE has been doing. And oh, WWE, they, they need to see because they ex- could lose they could lose MJF and MJF no, will even become a bigger star. David WWE has rebounded <laughs> and rebounded quite well. Now with AEW, they're like, oh shit, like we're in trouble. And to be honest with you, the last ever since AEW, um, you know, came out and debuted, I said AEW will be a problem to WWE. I don't see the case right now. Right well, now, no, they're not. They're not pushing the right people. Exactly. Number so, one, their women's division is. It kind of seems they're a little desperate. Their women's it, division in flux AEW because right now I think their women's division is all over the place. I think that granted, I know they got like you said, yeah, again, oversaturation of the roster. You have Tony Storm as the number one contender. Is Tony Storm gonna win? My gut feeling is telling me no. Why? Because again, who was the number one contender even before that when they first came in? Ruby Soho. Did she win? No. What the fuck is she doing now? I mean, there's there's a lot of people who who they signed from WWE <clears throat> that I'm like, all right, what the hell are they doing? But and they had their homegrown stars, and they don't even push them. They yeah. they had they had Anna Jay who sucked in the ring and has improved immensely. As it, she's in the territory of improving her ring work and her mic work just yeah. as much as Mandy Rose. They don't push her. So she, I'm, it, it, this is AEW who has to draw the big guns. I mean, and they did that. You know they did that. They they drew a big gun this last uh, episode uh, with the return of Kenny Omega. So Kenny Omega, um, Kenny Omega big. 
makes his uh surprising return. I mean, it wasn't really surprising, but it was uh, um, it was predicted. It was predicted for a while. It was really predictable, but uh, I loved it nonetheless because he is again a big draw, a big star for them. Um, you know, when fully healthy, he is arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, I I wonder, you know, you know, I'm wondering how is it uh going to play out with his return. I feel like one scenario that we might see is that, you know, the way he was wrestling and the way, you know, <clears throat> it, it, it all happened with, with Kenny Omega having that uh, protective like shirt, uh, you know, uh, I feel like he, they're going to make it seem like he's not a hundred percent ready. I feel like the undisputed elite might take out Kenny Omega setting up hangman to fully return to the elite and become hmm. the the trio's partners um for the young bucks that's one scenario that i have um and you know i, I mentioned this in a previous episode i would love to see a, a full out brawl where it's the undisputed elite with jay white against the young bucks kenny omega and hangman like you know re- reforming the elite so um AEW has a lot of work to do, you know. Uh, they do, and and I've, I, when it comes to work, I mean, create, you know, creative wise, building stars and stuff like that. Uh, this past episode of Dynamite, I loved it. That was a perfect episode. That was a perfect response to Monday Night Raw to Heat Wave. It was a great episode. So if they if they keep producing episodes like that, they should be in good shape. But um, they, you know, they they can't. Uh, I think they need to push their own stars a little bit more. I get yeah. that you got a lot of the WWE guys, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is you have a lot of homegrown talent that started with your company, and I think that's the problem a lot of companies have nowadays is that you want to get this next big name to come in and draw draw crowds and draw attention to your company. And that that's all fine and dandy and you need that but <clears throat> for me like i said aew has a lot of homegrown stars that they've developed on their own and yes mjf started off in the indies but they developed him and he became big uh who else they got uh and- jade cargill is another one she still green in a lot of ways but she's become big yeah uh who else? I'm trying to think. There's so many names. They have uh, Women's Division, Anna Jay, another one who couldn't wrestle well, improved immensely, has almost a finishing move similar to Asuka, can be over as either a face or heel, and they don't know what to do with her. Then yeah. they have all these WWE people. I, uh, I just feel like they, they right now, AEW... They Even wanted, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is another example. They, He's all that criticism, over. All that criticism towards WWE... It's coming back to bite them because again WWE is rebounding. So if I'm AEW, you cannot um take your foot off the gas pedal. No, you can't. Now more than ever. Now that now that it's a Triple H run WWE, it's like all right. And and and, and you know, uh, I would say Paul Heyman too because Paul Heyman has a saying that now too. Definitely, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're close. Yeah. So um, I mean, both. I think WWE needs to keep it up. Which I know they will. I think mm-hmm. they. I think Triple H's main vision is to develop future stars, like they had back in the day. Yeah. AEW, I think, needs to reshift this focus, like you said, and develop deliver good content like they did last week, but also work on developing some of their own homegrown stars, but finding that medium where they don't sort of alienate the stars that they have. From other companies, you don't want to alienate uh, exactly. Brian Danielson, and, Dan- and it's hard. But I'm gonna say this: Tony Khan needs to get off the CM Punk gravy train. Yeah, there's no I mean, pause. There's no pause you, in that. Noticed, it, it's it's obvious he's on it, CM Punk. If you notice, like AEW has been having <laughs> some problems. I'm not gonna say they've been going downhill. They've no. had some internal problems ever since Cody left. Well, I'm Cody just gonna was, say that Cody was sort of the sort of the negotiation guy for the company a lot of yeah. stuff and, and and to be honest with you uh, uh going back to to you know creating more stars the this past episode of dynamite it kind of seems like they're building up on daniel garcia 
Well, but, yeah, another one, another one. Know, yeah, that's another example. He's you know, been with them since keep, day one. Keep doing that, but you gotta, you, you gotta build those stuff. You can't, you can't be successful as a company if you don't know how to build your own stars. You have to keep exactly. bringing in stars, and I think that was AEW's problem, and I think it still is their problem, is that they see every name that WWE releases, and they want to sign them. Excited, yeah, to make but they have, and stuff they like have, that. they have all the talent in the world, and yeah. they just, you know, like. But but I mean but in their defense, real quick, I mean they've had signed the right ones. It's just a matter they of have. how are you going to utilize them, you know. Um, well, Cesaro because, was a big one for them. They signed. Yeah, recently. Cesaro, big one. He's already Ring of Honor champion. Like but, Adam Cole, the whole undisputed elite. All right, you got three out of the four, and you might get a fourth one in the future. But you hey, haven't Roderick. really. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. Unless, I don't know if Roderick will leave now if Triple H is there. Because Triple well, H, that, that's the thing. I feel like Roderick with Roderick, it's like Triple H would have to have a conversation with Roderick, be like, "Yo, have faith in me and what I'm about to do." And then, so um, if he but, leaves, yeah, he's probably going to AEW. And now, then, you know, I, the, but the I don't think Adam Cole ever. They've been Adam there Cole's for a while. Back. They should have done something with that. Um, I don't think Adam Cole's ever coming back to WWE unless. Hear me out, unless. Unless they sign Britt Baker, obviously that's the only reason. Okay, I, I see. Think, I think. Well, here's the thing: their contracts are up when it's a couple years. A couple years. So, give or take, they'll be 37, 38 by then. Gives them one more run, one more contract, maybe they could. But if AEW really wants to keep them, and I think Adam Cole said last time, he said that he's glad that he could be closer with his girlfriend. I don't see unless they get married. I don't see Adam Cole leaving to go back to WWE, not being able to have that freedom to be with his girlfriend as much as he is now. So I don't see that happening unless it's a package deal again, like a Gargano, yeah. Candice, and a Killer Cross and Scarlet. Obviously, yeah. I think a lot of wrestlers are at that point now. Same thing with Rusev. Rusev is trying to bring in uh, Miro. Miro is trying to bring in Lana. Yeah. So I, I, think I just that's... you. I think this is I. Eye popping moment right now in wrestling because it's like before it was like AEW was the place to sign because exactly. of all this happy environment. Uh, you, you're gonna kind of get control of your character or, or, or creative plans and stuff like that. Um, and the wrestling, I mean, listen, the wrestling has been phenomenal. Um, but that's now, what the wrestling is always good there, so I can't, yeah, it's, it's been consistent, it's been great, consistent wrestling. But now it's like with Triple H running the show in WWE, I think it's the other way around. So that's why I feel yeah. like, you know, I feel like there, it, I'm not gonna close that door shut just yet, but or, or window, whatever you want to call it. I just feel like, yes, there is a, um, a a possibility that you'll see a guy like Adam Cole return, a, a guy like Keith Lee probably return, a guy like uh Malachi Black return. Um right, just yeah. to name just to name a few because now that they see and 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 who knows, there's probably homegrown AEW talent, the ones that first signed with AEW, who are looking at WWE like, damn, maybe, maybe. I'll get the opportunity that I didn't get in AEW there because it's like, if I'm a homegrown AEW signee, right. And mm-hmm. I see all these ex WWE guys signing and taking my spot. I would kind of feel some type of way. Cause it's like, damn, like I've worked my butt off and here I am at the, at the back of the line again. You know what I'm saying? I will say one name that I think has a chance to go to WWE in the future and they're young enough and it's also a Spanish person that WWE lacks. Sammy Guevara. He's never been to WWE. Um, he's also a guy that could basically, like you said, you know how Santos has that it factor. Sammy could do the same thing as a healer face too. So, and think about it, he's it, not it really. Will, it will work out perfectly because he has he, that a a holish character. <clears throat> correct, correct. But Sammy's at a point now where again he comes as a a package with his wife. He's not gonna leave his wife behind, which she's been in WWE before too. And obviously, she was given up on. It's it, it's you know, it, it all comes down to who's really happy in AEW. And I don't, stuff like I, don't that. I don't really know. I one person I could see coming back. And I can I see I, I can see Andrade. 
I can I can see Andrade coming back. I can see Miro coming back. To be honest with you, since you said he wouldn't. I I really see Miro coming back. I think I think Miro's full of shit though, because I think if WWE threw the bag at him and offered him a championship, he's he's coming back. But I think I think he should come back. Here's the thing: I know he was Rusev in WWE, but my thing is, if he came back to WWE, I think he should come back as Miro. Why? Because it's sort of closer to his real name, but. I, mean, I like I, I like his, I like his love character. character. Yeah, and this I love whole his thing character. about yes. his grudge against God and whatnot. I love his character, but I also think if John Moxley comes back to WWE, he should come back as John Moxley and not as Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I think that. I think that's another thing. I think Chris Jericho said in a recent interview, I forget which podcast it was on. He said it on a podcast. He said he still has one more run he likes to do in WWE before he hangs it right. up for good. Right. So. I don't remember the pod. I don't know. It wasn't Stone Cold. It was somebody's podcaster. I can't recall who it was, but he said recently he would come back to WWE for one more running before he calls it quits. And you know, Chris Jericho, all his runs in WWE have been legendary. The most recent one being actually probably one of the funnier ones he actually did. The yeah. the, the list was absolutely fucking hilarious. <laughs> and one of his one of his better uh, one of his better gimmicks in a long time because yeah. it was just. It was between seriousness and comedy. It was just, it was golden, <laughs> especially with uh, James Ellsworth. That one, <laughs> God. But um, yeah. I mean, that will do it uh, on this episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. Um, if you want to catch the audio version, you can listen uh, to us through Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public. Um, and if you want to interact with us, you can uh, via Facebook, uh, on Twitter, um, on you know on uh, Flip Wrestling, on you can either you can also find us on Instagram on sfw dot podcast. Uh, you know I also stream, so we also do uh you know Twitch streams on Eggmaster General Seventeen. Uh, Henry, how about you? Where the, where they can uh, reach you? Uh, pretty much all the same outlets you said, uh, <laughs> for everything. Um, I forget what my Twitch is off the top of my head. I had to set up everything again. So I'm not on Twitch right now. I'm in the process of refixing it, but I'm pretty much. It's under construction. Now. It's under construction is the best way to put it. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, thank you for, for being here. Uh, well, we'll definitely uh, collab more. We'll we'll definitely see more of uh, Henry on future episodes of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. So with that, thank you for tuning in and have a good one.